We are called to live faithfully for Jesus 168 hours a week. Welcome to the Faith 168 Podcast with Brandon and Chris. Good evening. Welcome to the Faith 168 Podcast. I'm your host, Brother Rob, and I'm here again with Brother Christian and Brother Brandon. How are y'all doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing great. As good as ever. How are you doing, Brother Rob? Oh, I'm doing well. Doing well. Excited for our podcast for the evening. Yeah. Tonight we're going I'm to doing be well talking about also. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't really worried about you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, take it away, Rob. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Hey, Brandon's here? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's so Whoa. weird, isn't it? Man, all three of us on the podcast at the same time. It's hard to imagine. Yeah, I've emerged, so. <laughs> nice. All right, so tonight we're talking about worldviews, and we're going to do kind of a, a series on worldviews for you guys um, over the, the next few weeks and, and just talk about what a, a Christian worldview is, what what a worldview is in general. Um, if you look around our, our world today, you can see that um, there are many worldviews, and, and it seems like some of these worldviews could be harmless. Um, however, uh, we believe that there's only one uh, worldview that is um, that leads to life, and that is the right. worldview of Jesus himself. And so uh, tonight we're just going to start with, with your guys' thoughts on what is a worldview. Hmm. How you is view it, the world, right? <laughs> yeah. How you view the world. What what makes you view the world the way that you do and how you interact with it overall? Uh, and, and, you know, that's really what a, a worldview is. Some people will, will get a worldview uh, through their education. Uh, and you see, you see good examples of worldviews when you visit different countries uh, because there will be people from these other countries that you visit that live completely different lifestyles that aren't necessarily bad. They're just different, but it's how they were raised. And if you travel between the States, uh, you'll see different worldviews uh, between the different States. They're, they vary slightly in many different areas. But, you know, for example, I've, I've been to Maine several times. They don't serve sweet tea at the restaurants in Maine. Uh, and, and they look at me like I'm crazy when I walk I need down to go the back road. To England. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But, uh, you know, if, if I walk down the road in Maine and wave at people, nod my head at people, say, hi, how you doing? They look at me a little bit differently because that's not what they're used to. That's not how they interact or engage with the world around them. Uh, they just go about their day. Whereas I grew up in the South and... You see someone on the road, you don't even know. You'll stop yeah. and wave and talk to them for an hour, and you know, usually related to them. Yeah, usually related to them, and you yeah. don't even know it until you talk to them. So, yeah, but I guess that's what a worldview is. Yeah, and uh, like you said, brother Chris, everybody has one. You are you're just born with a way you view everything in the world, and that's influenced by your environment, your education, your religion. And so we all have one. It's inescapable. But the question we ought to ask, which we're going to get to the bottom of in this episode, is what's the right way 
to view the world because we certainly don't want to have a wrong perspective of it. Yeah. So, well, well, probably my way is the right way. I, I would say, you know, <laughs> my way or the highway, man. Yeah, that's what I always say. <laughs> yeah, but that's a worldview too. My way or the highway, and that's yeah, a, that's right. a worldview that we're really getting into in the world today, where where people uh, instead of searching for the right worldview how to engage with the world it's uh yeah. you either agree with me or you're the enemy and uh that that's a dangerous worldview to it have it really sometimes. is yeah absolutely i, I would define a, a worldview is um somewhat of a, a comprehensive perspective uh in which we we view we see the world we interpret um the things that we we see the the things that we understand um, and how we engage, just like what you guys said. I'm a, a world history teacher, and so I get to teach uh, many different worldviews. One of my jobs is, is to teach different world religions. Um, and, and so I get a, a very uh, unique task of, of introducing many different worldviews. And of course, as a part of the, the state, um, I, I can't highlight uh, Christianity above any of the others. However, I don't have to. I believe that Christianity just naturally sets itself above um, all the others because of its teachings, because of its truth. Uh, and so just getting to to present the truth um, of what Jesus had to say is going to make a difference. And so I think it's very important that, that we learn about worldviews. But as you guys mm -hmm. said, everybody has one. Uh, if, if you guys would take a, a minute and talk about one of the worldviews um, that are, are really um, kind of prevalent in our day and you think that it is, is quite dangerous. Live for yourself. Mm. Uh, do everything that you desire. Mm -hmm. uh, make yourself the happiest. Uh, if it takes away from what you think, what, what is your truth, uh, then it's bad, uh, mm. which is horrible because eventually everybody's truth is going to contradict each other if it's not based in the truth, which we know Jesus from John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so when we start basing our worldview purely off of self, yeah. Uh, what we do is exclude everyone and everyone becomes obsolete and meaningless. And the world is there to seek your desire and your will. And if it doesn't, then it's bad and, and, and it needs mm -hmm. to be gotten rid of. And, and I think that's a very dangerous one that we've come into contact with. And in, in just the past decade, it's, it's grown exponentially because now, uh, you know, young students are, are growing up and they're being taught not to be a part of a collective body of people like the United States. You know, uh, they're, they're complaining about work and stuff like that. And I hate to sound like the old guy complaining about the younger generations, but it's my generation sometimes, too, uh, that does this. But uh, instead of working together for the good of all, they they kind of back up and say, you know what, I really don't like going to work at this time because it doesn't fit my schedule and what I would like to do. 
and then they complain, well, I'm not going to work in that type of condition and now I'm poor and that doesn't make sense and that's not fair. The world should just throw money at me and I should be able to survive. And that benefits no one really, not even the person that even if they get some type of handout for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think another dangerous worldview would be just the prevalent worldview of secularism uh, that basically argues that, you know, this life is all there is. You know, you think of like evolution, uh, the ideas of evolution, you know, survival of the fittest um, come from the Big Bang and that, you know, religion has no place in private life or, or public society, you know you started to see the introduction of that uh, several centuries ago, but it's still a really dangerous thing, you know, to just uh, move away from biblical truth altogether and to reinterpret all that there is through a purely naturalist sense. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's interesting that, that you bring that up. Um, one of the subjects that I go over in, in my job um, is the enlightenment and the enlightenment oh, yeah. of course is going to, to start because of, uh, somebody that we're really familiar with because of Martin Luther, uh, Martin Luther is the first one to really in Europe question the Catholic church. And, um, and so his questioning of the Catholic church, even though he's questioning it on the biblical side, that opens everybody up to question. And the, right. the good thing about that is, is that, um, as our worldview as Protestants, as um, followers of not everything Martin Luther believed, but where he was starting with, right? Um, we believe that that our worldview should come from Scripture and not one entity yeah. or one body or one person. Um, and so that uh, that's really started secularism in um, in the Enlightenment in in Europe. And it led to a lot of the ideas that started our country. And and that's one thing that I wanted to bring up in this. It's not Mm -hmm. only the, um, you know, the LGBTQ plus uh, worldview. It's not only the critical race theory worldview. It's not only the um, my truth theory. It's not just that. It's also like American values can be a worldview if you don't put Christ in the center of it and and it can lead to destruction and yeah, sorrow right. and pain National, as, as nationalism well. yeah 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 christian nationalism is uh, that's actually something too that's growing within uh some of the the christian groups uh, right this, right this christian nationalism and there are several that that pop up that that have this understanding that you know America is God's gift to this world. And while that might not always, you know, be untrue, uh, you know, if, if America does not submit to the will of God, God is not going to use America. Uh, it's as simple as that. And, and so when we start putting country before God, then eventually our country is just going to crumble. Uh, yeah. and, and we can kind of see the beginnings of that, uh, I, I hold out hope, kind of like Elijah, who was the only prophet of the Lord for a little while in Israel that was out seeking the will of God. And he 
you know, he sought out the will of God. And even though he was the only guy around for a moment, it eventually led to a lot more people seeking the will of God. But we also know that eventually what happened to Israel again, they stopped Mm -hmm. seeking the will of God and God didn't bless them and God didn't use them uh, in, in certain points in, in history. So, yeah. Can I, can I add here? Um, no, I certainly, I, I certainly don't want our listeners to take away from this that, you know, we're all just being critical of different prevalent worldviews that we've never had. Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, when it comes to a worldview, you always have to be reforming it and conforming it according to scripture. Because, yeah, you know, there's been times all of us, the three of us, have been wrong about a lot of things. The way oh. we saw the world and we lived our lives in accordance with that, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember when I was a new believer, um, you know, I talked all the time about God's love and never mentioned his judgment. It's just it wasn't something I saw very often in the scripture, really, quite frankly, because I wasn't studying it as much as I should have. Right. And so, I mean, that colored you know, the way I interacted with people and especially how I talked to unbelievers, you know, I just emphasize heaven and love and grace and mercy and all that kind of stuff, you know, until I realized, wait a minute, you know, there's a reason grace is so precious, you know, right. there's a reason mm-hmm. Christ um, suffered wrath because God has wrath, you know, so I had to go through some updating of my own mind, you know, to yeah. make sure that yeah. I saw the world through the lens of scripture, through all of it, not just the parts right. that I liked. Well, and I like that you said that because there's a scripture that can really go with this in Romans chapter 12, verse two, where Paul writes, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And, and so, uh, we really don't need to base our worldviews off of the things of this world, but yeah, as you right. said, Brother Brandon, off of Scripture, that's where we find that perfect and good will of God. Yeah. And and so, uh, simply don't be transformed to this world, but be renewed in your thinking, be mm-hmm. renewed in your views, your worldviews, uh, with the lens of Scripture being your guidance through this life. So. Yeah, and the mind is so important. Like you just said, Paul says you, your mind has to be renewed. And, you know, let's not forget Jesus said that part of loving God with all we are is loving him with all of our mind, you know. Yeah. So we have to, to get our thinking in order uh, in accordance with the Scripture so we can properly love God. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely so. Yeah. John chapter 8, verse 44 Um Jesus speaking, you belong to your father, the devil, uh, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is the, the uh, a liar and the father of lies. And so what, what I, the reason I'm p- pulling this verse out is because I believe that every worldview apart um from the Jesus-centered worldview that we'll talk about later, um, it is a worldview of Satan because it's wrapped up in lies. Um, right. And, and so the, the idea that, um, that it's my truth versus um, in, in my reality, 
Um, that doesn't hold up simply because if you look at the people who claim that, if if somebody has a different view than them, then they're not letting them have their truth. They're not accepting their worldview. So so obviously that that worldview doesn't hold up in, in anybody with really any intelligence at, at all um, who really steps steps in and starts to think about that is, is going to understand um, that, that that just doesn't work. But there are some other worldviews um, that, that we can look at and say, you know what, that, that's not bad. Uh, and yeah, I, I think one point that we could bring up is that there are going to be people um, that on judgment day hear Jesus say, depart from me, I never knew you. These people are going to be people who um, who went to church. These are going to be people who gave their tithe. These are going to be people mm-hmm. who gave to charity, who did good things, who held their tongue, who um, uh, today I had to go to Nashville and back for, for my son's doctor's appointment. And uh, I don't want to mention the number of times I, I laid on my horn. Um, there, there are people that, that hold their, their fist, not banging on the, the, the steer wheel that are, are going to hear the words depart from me. I never knew you. It's not about, yeah. um, it, it's not about even what you do. It's how you believe and how that affects what you do. Um, if yeah. you are truly saved, you are going to do, um, the will of God. Do you guys have, have anything to add to that before we? Well, yeah, you, you see that, especially a lot in celebrities. Uh, the, they're just very prevalent in how they do it, but a lot of people follow in these celebrities' footsteps. But you, you take uh, people like Oprah and Ellen DeGeneres and, and very rich, wealthy talk hosts that, you know, go out and they build <laughs> orphanages and schools and give great gifts and give all this stuff to charity, but they haven't submitted to the will of God. Uh, very, very openly, they have not submitted to uh, the will of God and, and reject Jesus. And, and so uh, when, when you see those things uh, and, and you see what people look at as like the top tier of our society, having what seems to be a good worldview. Hey, isn't it great what they're doing? Isn't it great that they build up these big buildings? Isn't it great that they create jobs? Isn't it great that they give to charity? But it's all, it is all based on self because they do that for tax breaks for, uh, you know, uh, PR stunts and and things like Mm -hmm. that. And, And it's truly based in selfishness. And they won't be able to stand before Christ and say, well, look at all I have done uh, because yeah. they'll be found wanting and they'll hear those words depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. And uh, so we might not ever get to talk to them personally. Maybe they'll listen to this podcast and give me a call or a, or maybe they'll sue me. I'm not sure which one yet, uh, but well, you, Oprah, she'll say, uh, look under your chair, salvation for you, for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you, you see, when it starts at that level, the people that are being portrayed as, you know, the little G gods of this age, uh, you know, and that's kind of how they are worshipped and admired is, is gods. Uh, when their worldview is based completely on self, uh, then it, it's 
going to lead to others. Uh, I mean, think about what uh, people got all up in a tizzy over this with Oprah uh, when, you know, Hawaii was going through those fires and whatnot. Yeah. she said, look at how much I gave and encouraged everyone else to give to all of the people that are listening to her that don't even have a fraction of her wealth. Yeah. But then an economist took what she had and, and kind of gave us the equivalent of what she gave. And she said, uh, the, this economist said that what happened was Oprah gave like in our, by our means, by the average person, she gave about $8. You know, she oh, give, she gave millions, but by what we would do, by our percentage of of the wealth that we have here in this world, she said that you know it was about eight dollars. Like so, everybody, you know, you can give about eight dollars and kind of give in the same way Oprah did. So, uh, and you know that was that wasn't sacrifice. Uh, yeah. on Oprah's behalf. It was a PR stunt and it just happened to backfire in her face that time. But Brother Brandon, you have anything to add? No, I think that was a pretty good exposition of that idea. So, Yeah, just yeah. Uh, please don't sue us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. we're, we're, not, we're not rich. Uh, we don't got anything <laughs> right. to take. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, so next, I want to talk about some of the components of the worldview. Uh, so, so let's take a, a moment and talk about kind of the the first thing that we have to consider um, when talking about a worldview, and that is the human condition. Um, so, we talk about good and evil, and right and wrong, and and all of this morality. It, it has to come from somewhere. Some people say that it comes from um, just basic human emotions, common sense. Some people say that it's uh, determined by governments. Other people say that it's determined by God. Um, when, when thinking about morality, truth itself, and the human condition, um, where do we have to start when constructing a, a worldview that is, is biblical, and, and where do people go wrong? Well, um I think we initially go wrong in just thinking that we are good, moral human beings. Yeah. Um, because we're not. I mean, we might try to be, but, you know, according to the Scripture, we have no capacity or desire to to live good or obey, you know, the Word of the Lord. So yeah. that's what I mean. Like, it really just goes back to our view of the world being informed by biblical truth and principles and According to the whole testimony of Scripture, there's none good, no, not one. Yeah. And that answers a lot of other questions, you know. Um, if we're not good, then how can we be good? And, of course, that leads us ultimately to Christ and the gospel. Yeah, and, and that's a, a good way to, to start with it and to look at it because that that's another thing in this world that a lot of people really hold on to is the idea that, People are inherently good. And uh, most of the time, I know you both as pastors, y'all have to do counseling sometimes. And and you'll have someone come up to you and, and complain about something that's going on and ask you, you know, how do we deal with that? And a lot of times the first thing I have to say to someone in counseling is say, well, okay, I've heard what they have done wrong. 
now have you done anything wrong in this situation too? And yeah. we're just kind of almost conditioned in this world to just blame someone else and that everybody mm-hmm. else is wrong, but we're not. And uh, that that's that's something that's fun to, to kind of work around. Even in my own life, I have to remind myself when someone makes me mad, well, you know, are, are they wrong or am I thinking about this wrong? And you know where I figure that out? I figure it out within scripture. And, uh, so, so that, that's a big thing to work around because, uh, governments are definitely not good because governments are the biggest mass murderers of the century. Um, and people are not good because of the ones who put the governments in place to be the biggest mass murderers a lot of times, uh, in the past century. Uh, and, and so, we get this thing like think about our laws in the United States. Where did our laws come from? Well, the basics of our laws, the reason that America has been such a great nation and a nation founded on freedom uh, and has survived this long with these freedoms is because it started with a biblical base. Uh, And now we've added a whole lot to it and taken a whole lot away at the same time, uh, but go to another country that doesn't use the Bible as its basic law uh, that that wasn't founded on things like the Ten Commandments and other stuff that we read in, in Scripture on how to live. And you'll see that a lot of times they're, they're pretty barbaric compared to what we see on a daily basis. There, there are places you can go to right now that have they've never read the Bible and uh, they literally uh, murder each other out of boredom and, and they're cannibals. And we, we send missionaries to these places to try and, uh, you know, bring scripture to them so that they Man. can find God's grace. But, but humans outside of God's wisdom and outside of scripture, they, they really like to kill each other and, and do all the bad stuff. So, yeah, that's crazy. They do it out of boredom. Yeah. There, there are people Man. that literally like, I mean, you, it, it, our countries are kind of doing it right now too. I mean, don't, let's not just look at these small little tribes that are scattered oh, yeah, around the right. world, that's but true. our countries are just kind of sitting around like right now, like, Hey, we haven't had a big world war in a while. And, uh, you know, so yeah. what should we do? Hey, let's go ahead and try and kill everybody. Golly. You know, let's, yeah, let's, right, let's right. go ahead and have That's a true. big fight. So, yeah. so, I mean, uh, think about people that have no consequences though. The reason that it's so hard to start a world war right now is because everybody sees it. And the, the people that are seeing it are living in these countries that were built on basic biblical laws, like do not kill, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, so people kind of have some of that instilled into their worldview, whether they believe in God or not. Uh, and so now these, these, you know, quote unquote, civilized countries, I guess, uh, are having a hard time at offing each other. But think about a small island with several tribes on it. Uh, you can read some of, about some of these tribes and like, uh, books like voice of the martyrs and stuff 
uh, yeah, where they right. sent missionaries to it, and those people would just get killed. The missionaries would get killed as soon as they set foot, and uh, so uh, on that island because the tribes had no consequences whatsoever. They've never heard of biblical law. They never lived in a nation that was based on biblical law. And so they went about their life and their own desires. And if they saw someone that they didn't like, or they didn't know, they killed them. And sometimes yeah, even right. ate them. That, that's how barbaric mankind is outside yeah. of God. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of other answers that are given, you know, about the human condition from other worldviews. You think about an evolution-based worldview, it basically justifies, logically justifies all evil because, you know, there is no divine morality. There is yes. no divinely given morality. So, you Who, know, murder, who's ever stronger rape, is right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, murder, rape, what have you, it's just for, you know, survival. It's the next stage um, yeah. in human advancement. And so, so well, basically, if you don't get your answer about the human condition from scripture, you'll get it somewhere else. And it's okay. not going to be the right one. And it's going to lead to a lot of crazy ramifications. Yeah. And, and think about like in the book of Ecclesiastes, how Solomon looks at it. He, he pretty much says outside of God, humans are just basic animals, you know, that, yeah. that's all they are. And there, there's not much value to them. So outside of God, they're basic animals. And I don't know about you, but animals, if, if you watch, don't go to the zoo and say, oh, this is what animals are because the polar bears at the zoo are so much more docile than the ones in, in real life. They're on drugs, man. <laughs> yeah. Or penguins. Think about penguins for you example people love penguins they are like i mean penguins. yeah they're yeah. so cute and fluffy but some of the earliest footage we have of penguins people refuse to air or show anyone because of how crazy penguins in the wild were like people talk about well uh talk about lgbtq uh worldviews they always like to use penguins well you know penguins the uh, they couple up as males and take care of children. Well, you want to know why they couple up as males and take care of children? Because they kill all of the women, and then someone has to raise the children, and sometimes they kill the children and each other, too. And so people Man, don't talk about crazy. that. And, and so that's the animalistic world. And outside of God, we are nothing more than mere animals. Man, they... The penguins, they really fool you wearing their tuxedos, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're they, harmless. they look fancy and, you know, with their little eyebrows. Fancy murderers, man. Yeah. <laughs> but they are they are cruel creatures, uh, you know, and and we, like, they kind of give mankind, I was about to say, we give them a run for the money. Sometimes they give mankind a run for their money. Yeah. I, um, when, when we currently have people, even in our country, um, screaming at the top of their lungs from the river to the sea, um, specifically saying oh, that, yeah. that there should be a mass genocide of a singular group of people. Um, even civilized people in our top levels of government are saying that. Um, you can you don't have to look very far to see that the the nature of the human condition is that um, most people aren't good, Luke Bryan. Um, in, in fact, 
uh, all people are are bad outside of the uh, the working and the transformation of the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, even I still struggle with the flesh, and I still struggle with the human condition. And I, I yeah. think things that I shouldn't. I say things that I shouldn't. I find myself sometimes like Paul. Um, sometimes I do the things that I don't want to do, and I, I do the things that I know I shouldn't do. Um, because I'm, I'm still battling. One day I will win the battle with the flesh, uh, not because of myself, of course, but because um, Jesus is going to come back and, and he's going to give me that new glorified body and I'm going to be with him. And he's going to take away the human condition f- from me and, and turn me into what I was created to be from, from the beginning. Um, but that, that goes on from the human condition then, uh, we talk about morality and ethics, purpose, um, the nature of the, the universe and reality. And, and now the, what, what's sad um, is that we, we can't even agree on reality anymore. Um, yeah, right. I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not afraid to single anybody out because we have um, – president in, in that from scripture, but, um, you know, when, when you call a male, a female and a female, a, a male so much so that uh, a male can, can win awards in female sports, uh, when they obviously have genetic, um, you know, advantages, um, just simply for, for example, the swimming, what I'm thinking of and, uh, with that Thomas, Leah, Thomas yeah. Um, and I say Leah, cause I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, yeah. I, 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 that's why I say that Thomas dude, he's, he's <laughs> right. a dude. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, um, I, I just saw today and I don't know if it's true. I hope it is, but I, I saw something today that said that the, um, whatever NCAA is, is taking the, um, the awards from him and giving them back to, uh, the girl from uh, Kentucky, the hmm, University yeah, of Kentucky. Yeah. That, uh, that's good that they're doing that. That yeah. because we need to stop bowing down to these yeah. these false worldviews. And and I'll I'll give an example for parents too. Even we're talking about this ideology, especially within the LGBTQ community. Uh, a lot of parents let their kids watch Coco Melon, right? Mm-hmm. Well. I didn't. I don't have anything against Coco Melon, so to say. But then I'm sitting there watching it, and because my kids wouldn't stop yelling, so I was like, "All right, let me see if Coco Melon works." Because all these parents swear by it. <laughs> well, you know how you get worldviews by the things that you you can watch on TV a lot of times, right. and and they'll be instilled in you. Well, on Coco Melon, they have two dads, you know, a homosexual couple. On Coco Melon, a little baby show, huh. and so Dang. at the youngest age, I was mm-hmm. sitting there. Just I, this was just yesterday, guys. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there watching that, and within two episodes, I saw it mm-hmm. because I, I didn't know anything about Coco Melon. I should have looked it up beforehand, but as I was watching it, I saw that, and then I looked it up, and then I said, "Nope, not a chance." Turning this stuff off. Because, I didn't know what that was until you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look it up. It's like every kid is watching that. Yeah. Uh, very, very few. Like if, if a parent says, oh, no, my kids don't watch that. They're probably lying uh, because it's it's 
it really draws the kids' attention. And if you're just looking for 10 minutes to get something done, you can turn it on and, and the kids literally stop screaming and watch it. And I, I experienced that because as soon as I turn it on, my kids stop screaming. They just watch it. But then all of a sudden they're taking in this filth yeah, right. of, of this understanding that it's normal for a family to have two dads. And they're trying to make it normal, but it's at first off, even in today's culture, it's not normal. It's not normal. They put it all over Hollywood. It's not normal. That's not what represents our culture. I can, I can't go very far uh, around me. I can go to this whole community. I won't find many households that have two dads. So why do I, in every series in every children's series, every adult series, find all these episodes that show that? It just doesn't make sense. But they're instilling a worldview through media. And they know that parents aren't going to watch half of these things half the time. And Yeah, that's a good there point. You go. So, and, and just to, to go along with that, that parents won't watch it. If you let your kids watch YouTube, uh, when your kids watch YouTube, YouTube has special ads for kids uh for the little shows for kids on YouTube because they know parents aren't watching and those ads will be 30 minutes and half the time you don't know what are in those ads. Well, one time I sat there and just nonchalantly, I looked up and I'm watching this ad that's been on for like 10 minutes and me and my daughter are sitting there and it's this music video with half naked women on it, Mm -hmm. right? On a kid's program. And I turned it off, and and so now I'm like, well, or <laughs> I can't use YouTube, can't use Cocoa Melon. Uh, I'm gonna get them some pots and pans, and maybe, maybe they're not gonna ruin that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, brother Brandon? Oh yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, Chris, you bring up a good point that you know our our worldview is always influenced by kind of what we're taking in. And, you know, a lot of us can become easily swayed by the things that we're reading on Facebook or seeing in the news. You know, we gotta, we got to watch that input, um, what, what information is, is coming at us, and uh, yeah. make sure that we're properly grounded in Scripture first. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and on that too, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm sorry, Rob, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I love you and I know you love your job. Uh but, uh, and I think this is, you know, I'm not going to speak for Rob necessarily, but I, if I know Rob well, I think one of the reasons he's in the job that he's in is because it is a mission field. Yeah. yeah. He can do a lot of good there. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I can tell you, my kids won't go to a public school uh, because of the things I hear a lot of teachers teaching. Now, yeah. if, you know, Rob was their sole teacher. <laughs> I would probably send them to his class. The teacher, uh, principal, the janitor. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to have to learn English. Somebody's going to have to teach him uh, yeah. proper English. Yeah, well, I can do the English part, I suppose. But uh, but I don't even know if I know proper English, honestly. Uh, so well, You said but, penguin earlier, so I don't know. Yeah, well. All right, I'm I'm sorry. I'm a little nasally. Uh, for for everybody's information that's listening to this right now, uh, unlike Rob and Brandon, I am sick right now, and I still made it. I've got COVID, and I'm here. Right so, uh, but that was so funny, funny. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, nothing's stopping me from getting here, guys. Uh, but no, uh, that that that's something that we have to really start looking at because uh, we're raising the next generation, and we gotta we gotta take them back from the world. We're like yeah. willingly laying them on the altar of the world rather than putting them at the feet of Jesus, and and it's sick. To, to see the things that these kids are learning. I, I lead a youth group. I, I hear what some of these kids learn from school. Uh, I, I see some things on social media that these kids are learning from school. And it's not good. It's not based in, in reality a lot of times. And so, I mean, we need to take our kids back. <laughs> we need to give them a good worldview. Absolutely. And we're getting to a point in the episode where we're going to have to wrap things up, but we've got a lot more to talk about on on this topic of worldviews. But I I want to close with this idea of why worldviews matter and and how to start forming uh, a worldview. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have already started forming um, a a worldview um, in scripture, hopefully. Um, We like we've already mentioned, whether you are forming one or not, you already have one. Um, but world worldviews matter because uh, we live in a world that has fallen and broken and that um, every inclination of the human heart is, is to do evil. Uh, it, it's selfishness and greed. And um, even in the church, we have whole movements that are known for prosperity whole movements that are known, um, that want to be known for their love, but in the sake of love, they, they forsake, um, truth and, and justice. And, and, um, even in the, even in the church, we see that, um, there are people with worldviews on right and left instead of up and down, instead of, Trusting in the lamb, they they trust a, a republic, a, a donkey or an elephant, and um, and and so worldviews matter uh, because the only way to improve um, our, our livelihoods, the only way to to find peace and hope, the only way to um, to truly impact our world, the only way to to raise our children. Um, is to do it the way that God has preordained us to. Um, And when we don't, um, it's not just that um, God says it and we must do it, although that that could be true. I'm not against that ideas. But my understanding, my my view in Scripture, and I think you guys would agree with me, um, that you guys would— uh, agree with me on this. Um, every other worldview brings pain and hurt, yeah, depression, right. anxiety. Um, it, it's not good for us. It's not good for our, our loved ones, our family members. Um, and so we don't want biblical worldviews just because it's what God wants. That's a great thing. But the reason God wants us to have a, a biblical worldview is because he knows the difference between right and right wrong. He knows what's going to hurt us and what's going to help us. He knows what's going to lead us to life and what's going to yeah. lead us to death. Right. And so he hopes that we choose 
life, the life with, with him in particular. Um, so do you guys have any closing um, thoughts? Um, and, and then we'll pick up here next time. Yeah, I think I've that's got a another good... thirty minute rant. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, I've got nothing. I, I think I think we've got to a good point. Yeah. So I, I was just going to add before you graciously cut me off there that. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, here's my next thirty minutes. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob makes a good point that you know we should have a biblical worldview because it's based on "Thus says the Lord." That's true, but it's also because of the results of it. I mean, this is the only way. I mean, the truth of Scripture is sometimes hard to receive and believe and Mm -hmm. practice, but, man, the truth is what sets you free. So, I mean, that's that's what we want above all. Right. Amen. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on the Faith 168 podcast today where we try to help you and uh, along with you live faithfully 168 hours of every week. Brother Brandon, do you mind to close us in a word of prayer? Sure. Uh, Dear Lord, we thank you so much for this episode, and we thank you for giving us the truth in Scripture, and we just pray that as we continue to develop a worldview, the way we see things in the world, that you would conform it to your word and will. And we do pray, dear Lord, you might help us to live faithfully for Jesus the next 168 hours of the week. I pray these things in his holy name. Amen. 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 Now, the only thing that's left is Chris has to say penguin one more time. <laughs> I, I can't even breathe through my nose, guys. <laughs> I don't know if I... <laughs> penguin. All right. Hey, there we go. <laughs> penguin. <laughs> All right. Faith 168 podcast listeners, y'all have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Faith 168 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review on whatever streaming platform you are using. If you have a prayer request or have a topic that you would like us to cover, message us on the Faith 168 Podcast Facebook page and we will see you in 168 hours.